You're listening to Pirate Cat Radio, KPCRLP, 92.9 FM, Los Gatos and beyond. Tony Duchesne here, and welcome to Drinks with Tony. This week on the show, I talk about ghostwriting and all things ghostwriting. On February 24th, I'm teaching a free online novel writing workshop. Go to drinkswithtony.com free to register. That's drinkswithtony.com free to register. The workshop is at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. UK time on Saturday, February 24th. We'll discuss the nuts and bolts of novel writing as well as a plan to get yourself set up to finish a novel by the end of 2024. Don't you want to go into 2025 with a manuscript that you can show agents and publishers? The only way to do that is to start working on your novel now. We'll also have a free writing exercise to get those creative juices flowing. That's a free online novel writing workshop, February 24th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Go to drinkswithtony.com free to register, limited to the first 50 students. And now, on with the show. Get on the Drinks with Tony show. You're listening to Drinks with Tony. I'm your host, Tony Duchesne. Today on the show, we have me. <laughs> um, had a, well, I had, is, here's the thing. Sometimes there's, there's some publicist out there, and I love so many publicists. And there, there's, there's this one publicist that always sends me books, but never gets back to me to schedule the interviews with, with his authors. So um, I was like, oh, it's that guy again. Which, um, what's great about that is starting, it's great to know the back end of the publishing industry this way, because as I try to find a home for my current novel, um, I know that if certain, I know, I know presses that are a little more, um, not, what do you call it? A little more pushing their authors on you. And also completing it, and there's also presses that are kind of pushing the authors on you, but not doing the whole putting together something. And not to sound vague, but I want to sound vague because I love all of these publishers, and I would, you know, I would love to get on this one publisher where um, it just never seems to happen. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, I keep forgetting. I love all their books, and the publicist just <laughs> like disappears. Um, after sending me all their books. So uh, now I know if I'm lucky enough to get with that publisher that I hire my own publicist. And that's uh, my takeaway from that, which, and I don't know all the circumstances. They may have him working like, you know, a lot of these publishers are not, um, you know, it's not an easy gig. And it's, a lot of this is for the love Hell, drinks with Tony's for the love. All right. What I put out today is a note to a few of my friends who are ghostwriters. And I'm like, you know what? Let's do a show on ghostwriting. And what brings me to ghostwriting is that I did some ghostwriting before the pandemic. Uh, I was like, <laughs> here's, here's how I'm trying to get better with my financial planning. But here's my financial planning. Oh, my bank account is almost out. Let me do something. <laughs> it's, I keep savings, and I try to keep like that savings not touched. Um, you know, in the writing game, you kind of have to play a little differently. You, you, you play amongst the capitalists, and, and you make it work for you. At the same time, um, I, I, I'm learning that, you know, that I need to... Be, uh, be a little more proactive. I'm proactive on my writing, but when it comes to, you know, business stuff, I'm not the most proactive. And they kind of go hand in hand. And so what I did, um, when I went, oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. Well, there's where my bank account is now. I should, I should add money to that. I did some ghostwriting. 
And the ghost writing was the ghost writing was like it was the McDonald. I, I essentially, essentially, in the if if we were to compare the ghost writing industry to uh, to fast to to food joints, I I got in at the McDonald's to ghost write, and um, Chateau Marmont was not where I was at. So I was ghost writing for um, essentially Vanity Press. Which is, um, let me, the pay, the pay was not good. Um, and as I find out more from my ghostwriting friends, they're like, uh, <laughs> dude, what? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, how much was I supposed to get paid? Um, which is fine. It worked out at the time. Uh, a lot of the, I, I, I think I maybe did six books, seven books. I'll go over a little bit of it with you, but I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to put first is the um, the book I really liked doing, um, and it was this. Uh, it was this football. It was this football coach guy, and he and he was also a born again Christian, um, and he had a he had a beautiful family, and he wanted to write a you know he wanted to write a book about his faith in God and also, uh, family. And when that was pitched to me where I come from, which is, you know, growing up a Jehovah's witness, um, I'm at first I go, ah, uh, and I know that's my thing. That's not, that's, that's what I deal with. So, um, it's, and so I was expecting a little bit of, uh, I was expect you know, evangelical. I was expecting a little bit of a what do you call it? Come our way, my son. <laughs> and what I got was the 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 best ghostwriting gig that I did, and it was he was so authentic, and he also knew how to be ghostwritten, which is kind of a thing. And um, even though my beliefs were not uh, tied in with his beliefs, I really liked him. And we, you know, we, we, we met maybe six or seven times. We went through a few drafts. And um, it's a great guy, great guy. And it was all around a great experience. And... Uh, so that that was my good experience, and I'm I'm so appreciative of that good experience. And now let's talk about the other ones. <laughs> um, I won't talk about all the other ones. I will talk about real estate agents trying to become become life coaches. That was kind of a theme on I think two or three of them. Uh, and they also happen to be my worst clients. <laughs> okay. Let me just paint the picture for you. As I'm interviewing these people for their, it's, again, it's Vanity Press. I mean, they, this is, this is McDonald's. They're like, can we get a extra side of French fries? And the uh, agency that was putting it all together was just like, well, we don't know when you got to call the boss for the, fr I mean, it was, it was just, just so convoluted. And um, everything was set up for kind of like failure on both the writer end and the customer end. And I don't think anyone cared because there was investing happening at the top end of that. Real estate agents who want to write life coaching books about how great they are as real estate agents are trying to get out of being a real estate agent because they hate it. <laughs> it's, it's so depressing. Um, after like two or three interviews where it's just like, oh, cool. And, you know, where it's just it's so great. What do you like about uh, real estate? You know, and I'm trying to like dive into the heart of who they are and why they got into it. And um the two I'm thinking of now, both of them said, oh, it's just for the money. I would not do this if it wasn't for the money. And 
you know, they're talking about getting up at 4 a.m. and doing and doing all their workouts and, and then cold calling and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and this is how you have to do it in order to be successful. And uh, and this is why I bought, you know, how, how I bought my first house. And these people are working 14 hours a day to chase the, to chase the money. And then they want to become life coaches on based on their experience of chasing money, yet they're very unhappy chasing money. And so what they see... And, and and then the both of the clients that I'm thinking of right now, both were like, oh yeah, Tony Robbins. It's, they wanted to be the next Tony Robbins. And it's just like, say what you want about Tony Robbins. I respect him a lot. Uh, and he does have a little bit of shtick, but he's also, I, I feel like he's also helped a lot of people and it does come from a place of authenticity. It's It's... It's uh, it's a little too much sometimes for me. I'm mean, like, oh wow, I like I don't know if I'd ever want to go out to dinner with the guy because I don't know if like, and and maybe it's maybe it's a writer versus someone hugely successful at helping people do things, and I think that's great to connect with that many people, but um, I don't think we would have much of a conversation, <laughs> um. Because I would be asking him about shadow work and dark stuff. I don't know, but that's could be just an assumption. Um, but it just really made me sad that these people were banking, putting a Vanity Press self-help book out that would change their lives so that they could become life coaches and make more money doing doing speaking engagements about how great and successful their real estate empire was when they hated everything about real estate and only wanted to be in it for the cash. <clears throat> I remember one client I was I I asked I was like what um you know what is it about you know I cuz cuz I I love architecture and I love I love understanding the energy of architecture and I finally this this came out this came to me in New York City last year when I was walking on the High Line with a friend of mine um, near Chelsea and as we were walking there was this new like it was a new condo I think that was put up and it was and I I wish I could remember it's if I looked if I googled it I would know what it is but we're just talking here so I'm not going to google anything Speaking of, I went on an online date once uh, and everything was working out. And then um, I asked her a question about something and she goes, just Google it. And I was just like, <laughs> that's the end of our date. It's just, it, why, why kill a conversation by not explaining from your point of view what a certain thing is? Just Google it? This is when I go, you know what, AI needs to take over because some of these people are just really this one-dimensional. <laughs> Anyone who says just Google it, oh, if, 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 if the world was just, if the world was just, <laughs> had my brain, I would, then there would probably be uh, a lot less getting done. <laughs> um, where was I on this? What is, what's on my shirt? I have a, is this a sticker? I have an, I, oh, it's an, it's my, it's an, how, I don't know how this little thing came on my shirt. It's a PLU number for avocados. All right, then. Um, I live in California. We eat avocados. Okay. Where was I? And so we were on the High Line and this building came up and I just like, I felt anxiety and I, I'm very prone to panic attacks and I'm very prone to anxiety, but for, for different reasons, but many years ago it was really bad and I was agoraphobic. And now, um, I realize that just, you know, I, I deal with it in a completely different way. AKA, I don't have like five Jamesons to go out anymore. <laughs> oh my God. Don't even want to start with my San Francisco days. When I say days, it's D-A-Z-E. Uh, but that's how I was coping then. But um, I'm looking at the building and it just 
pure anxiety rises up in me. And then I, I just go, that building is like hurting my energy. When I identified that, the anxiety went away. It was still there, but it just blew my mind that architecture and de and design is actually energy. And it and I find that so profound. So for a real estate agent to have zero, I mean, I even asked this one, I was just like, Need architecture? No, just bottom line, bottom line. It's about making money, making money. And there was even, a, you know, we were, I was like, let's, we got to do these. This is during, uh, I think some of this was on during pandemic. We got to do these things on Zoom and I want to see you in person. And it was just like, no, I'm going to, I need to do my power walk and then we're going to talk. And I'm just like, you know, what, what, how do you think a book happens? You got to put some work into it. But no, they just want the book done so they can go get out of their jobs they hate to promote how great they are at those jobs they hate so other people can get that job they hate. Um, which is just sad on so many levels. And and it's, that, that's, that's my ghost, some of my ghost writing experience. Um, and it, 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 it really turned me off from it and I and it's it there was and there was a couple people that just re really sucked my energy to the point where the last one I did um which was in, it was actually a very interesting story but the person was just an energy vam vampire and just to get the thing done um when I finally turned that in, I couldn't write for for eight months. I could not write. I, I'm like somebody who does not believe in writer's block. <laughs> I'm like, just, I, I've, I've told people before, I don't believe in writer's block. I don't know if it's exactly writer's block, but it was, I took in way too much energy from these people who don't read books, by the way. Um, th these two real estate agents that I'm thinking of right now, they didn't read books. They never read books. They listened to podcasts. And then, um, and there was, then there was one person where the interviews were so bad. Like I was really trying to get to something. Let's, let's try to get to something about your heroic journey to, I don't even think he was in real estate. I think he was on the financial end of doing loans in real estate hated what he did but he wanted to write about a, a book about what he did as a gateway to becoming highly successful and then so he could just talk about what what he used to do in his new career about how great it was in the career that he hated so just to get this guy off of my desk he gave me nothing. I mean, on these interviews, I was just like, oh, this, there is zero. There's zero in the head. So I just gave up and I just wrote a self-help book from my point of view, <laughs> from my experiences. And I was just like, just just have this, have this. I even put my old, I put in some of my old stand-up comedy um, experiences and how that shaped blah, 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 blah. Just, I'm just like, just use it. Just please get as far away from me as possible. And, um, you know, he's probably, he's been, I haven't looked him up, but I don't want to look any of these people up, but he's probably a majorly successful self-help coach and people are asking him. So it was really interesting. I connected with how you used to do stand-up comedy. <laughs> He was like, oh, awesome. Yeah, this is great. Thanks for this. And I'm just like, yeah, just please delete me from your life. Um, but it's, I guess, I guess what, I guess part of the energy is just being around, being, being so tied into these people who all their hopes and dreams are this one book and, but they don't even read books and they are not passionate about books and they don't care about writing. And this, and this brings me to, an, um, I, I had an offer for a ghostwriting gig, um, last year. So I was like, Oh, okay, cool. And 
um, what I, you know, what what I usually and, and it, it was it was it was to be a cleanup of a bad of a poorly written um, nonfiction book. And the nonfiction subject was uh, interesting to me, so I was like, okay, cool, let's do this meeting. I don't know if we did one or two meetings. I, th I think we did two meetings. Um, I really wanted to dig into the. I wanted to dig into the why the writer was not work. The ghostwriter was not working for this person. Why was the ghostwriter not working for this person? The person had nothing good to say about this ghostwriter. Um, it, it it was just. I'm like, okay, okay. Well, so what do you need? And it's just like we need a rewrite. We need someone with your voice. We need your, we need your voice. You know. And I'm like, great, great. You know what? I've been working on my voice for 25 years. So you. You got it. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> so <laughs> it was all about voice, voice, voice. And okay, I'm like, okay, I'm in. I'm in. Let's talk. I'm in. And then it came to um, what's your rate? And this is, you know, this is at a point where it's just like, oh, I just, you know, I need an agent to do this. I don't need me to do this. And I'm not going to take a low rate again. I'm not going to do the, I'm not doing McDonald's anymore. Especially when they're asking for my voice. If you're asking for my voice, you're asking to stay at the Chateau Marmont. <laughs> Maybe the Roosevelt Hotel. All of my Los Angeles friends will get that. Um, so I, I didn't mention a rate, and I just kind of let it hang in the air, as they say in negotiations. Um, you know, well, the worst thing you could do is say, um, $20,000 and they go, Oh my God, great. Thanks. Let's sign. <laughs> You're like, wait, could we have done 30? <laughs> oh no. You want them to be, you want, you want it, if you're negotiating when you you want it, you want it to hurt. You want it to hurt enough for they're like, Oh man, that's like way over our budget. And you know, and then, you know, it's just a little over their budget and blah, blah, blah. And it's just, I'm not good at that. That's not what I'm in this world for. I'm in this world to write, but I'm also in this world to pay rent. So, I didn't say anything. And then, um, he said, after I didn't say anything, he said, well, you know, it's kind of, I mean, really in the end, it's just a clean up rewrite. And after talking so much crap about how terrible the writing was and how much they needed my voice, when it came to the rate... All of a sudden, it was a cleanup rewrite. And I didn't even ask for a rate after that. I bowed out I bowed out immediately because there's just another person who has no clue about writing. Sorry, there we go. Has no clue about how to write. Has no clue about dealing with writers. So this person who was ghostwriting, who was just so terrible and we need a voice, um, was probably doing a good job and or, or a decent enough job and actually not getting what they needed in the interviews. And as I and as I because I was just I, I wanted to look at the project and I'm just like, oh, they're not getting what they need in the interviews. There's it's. There's an, there's an interesting story here, but they're you know it's going about it a completely wrong way. And then all of a sudden, when it comes to the rate, oh, it's just a cleanup job. It's just a cleanup. And I was out. Anyway, so with that in mind, I pinged uh, some ghostwriter friends, and I'm like, hey, do you have time today? You know, because I like to do things so last minute. <laughs> Not, and I have like 20 things on my project list today to do. Um, and one of them you probably heard at the beginning of this, uh, episode, which is the free novel writing class that I'm offering. Um, and I'm also working on, uh, putting together the whole online class, which I'm very excited about. I mean, that's, that's where, um, that's where I like to live in the novel as a reader and as a, as a writer, uh. I'm not only, I'm not only, what is it? Uh, I'm not only the president, I'm also a member. What was that hair club for men commercial? Anyway, we'll see. I may have, I may cut out some of my stuff 
and then you won't even hear this when I say this. So I may cut out some of my stuff because I just put out the I pinged um, some people and just like, hey, if you're available, cool. And if not, don't worry about it. And uh, and you know, one of my friends, Shauna Kenny, she's got she goes wrote a book, but that's coming out later this year. And I'm like, you know, and she has no time today. And I'm like, I get it. Hey, you know what? Let's do a whole episode on you and that book and the person because it's a um, it's it's a person of a person of note. And what's great about working with people who um, don't despise what they do, <laughs> real estate agents, um, that they that they're chronicling, say their career um, as you know whatever they do and. The book is not the the book is not the most important thing to them. The most important thing to them is they love what they do, and then that's that's where creative juices are just great. It's like, oh my god, I'm not in that medium, but I want to talk to you about that, because that's when people are like, I, I, you know, what do you do? What would you do if you had you know ten million dollars? Um, and if your answer is something other than what you do in life, well, then you just have to switch and do what you want in life. And sometimes that is uh, sacrificing certain things. Like, you, can't, you know, you can't be a novelist and own a yacht yet. <laughs> yet. Who would want to own a yacht? I don't know. But, and you may know, you know, it's, you find ways. You find ways. And one of those ways for me was doing the McDonald's of ghostwriting. <laughs> Which... I learned a lot, and that's the beauty of all of it, is we kind of learn and take it. And now, currently, the novel I'm working on now, one of my characters has ghostwritten before. Um, not exactly exactly as my experience, but um, that's currently just in play. I don't know if that subplot is holding, because there's other strings that are connecting the world of that um that that I may not even need that and sometimes maybe I just need to write about the character being a ghostwriter and go into those scenes and go into the you know the um I call them phil uh philosophical philosophical dumps that's what I title them I just I, I say Augie's like in dreamcasting I was just like Sebastian's philosophical dump and I had a lot of these dumps and then some of them made it into the final copy of the book and um, as as it fit. And so now I'm doing that for Augie, my new character. And so, so I, you know, maybe these ghostwriting uh, philosophical dumps are just, you know, they'll never make it, but I need to write it in order to push through that and then go, oh, wait, and there is the goods philosophical dump. I only needed 20 philosophical dump days in order to get one good philosophical dump day. Um, which sounds like constipation if you think about it. So, the ghostwriting. I think, I think that's... I wanted to cover some other stuff today, but mainly I just, I just kind of wanted to talk about... I guess I wanted to talk about ghostwriting because I wanted to talk about it for a while, and I hate to talk about it from a negative point of view... But I also just wanted to um, just kind of just throw my experience out there up until now. And I was totally turned off of ghostwriting ever again. And, and then I recently uh, connected with a couple different people who were like, oh, um, no, you need to open up and consider it again. And now I am uh, on a different level. Um, so I will, I will be at Musso and Frank ghostwriting instead of <laughs> McDonald's ghostwriting. This is brought to you by McDonald's. Why is McDonald's always the um the, the bottom layer? Who even goes to McDonald's? I mean I like you know I know kids go to McDonald's for some odd reason when you're a teenager and you're like and you get your car and you're like what do you want to do? Let's go to McDonald's and just bless their hearts because at least they're not going, what do you want to do? Fentanyl. Um but there's a certain point when, I, when I'm when I'm driving in Los Angeles, when I have driven in Los Angeles, and you see um, a car come out of a 
drive through McDonald's and it's just like a middle-aged man or a middle-aged woman. And I'm just sitting there going, what, what happened to you? <laughs> you think that putting that in your body is a thing, <clears throat> any, any good thing at all. I'm not talking about meat stuff. They got their, you know, meatless things, which is just probably even more worse than the, it's just all processed food. Um, <clears throat> if you're over 30 and you're going to McDonald's, you have a problem <laughs> or you're drunk and it's two 30 in the morning, which means you also have a problem. <laughs> I, um, yeah, it's, you know, it just blows my, it blows my mind. <clears throat> I guess it really sucks how much processed food is available. And how much process, and that, and then again, that you know, it brings us to where do you live, and what part of town do you live in, and unfortunately, in the lower income parts of town, guess what there are, McDonald's, McDonald's, and it's just, um, you know, it's hard when there's not other options out there, and McDonald's makes it sound cheap, but. It ain't cheap because it costs money down the road when your cells are fat. <laughs> what is this crap? Anyway, um, my recording career didn't go well either. All right. Um, I think I think that's all I really wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about a, a bunch of other stuff that I'm putting together, which is a, a new podcast. Um, and certain other things they're the and i'm just i mean we're in a day the taping day is january 24th and i'm just excited about some stuff and maybe i had to talk about being irritated by ghostwriting to kind of just cleanse the soul cleanse the soul and ready for the new juices of storytelling which is in all of its forms and especially the novel because I will always come back to the novel I don't only read them I write them Kira Abrahams welcome to the show without ghostwriting thank you for applying for the position and here we are Thank you for interviewing me. <laughs> so, t tell me about the tell me about this company you work about because it sounds uh, it sounds so intriguing and it kind of sounds a little bit of what I did a few years ago, but there's a different spin on it. And I got it. It's it, what you were telling me is like it sounds like a like kick. I like the AI that's brought in. I want to talk about that. Tell me everything, but don't be. Put I will on the tell spot. you. <laughs> Okay, starting uh, from the moment of conception, um, yeah. um, and he has a lot of business ideas, and one of the ideas that he had last year was to use AI to help people ghostwrite books, and it's, they just launched- Is, is it- um? Just is it a vanity press? I mean, essentially, these books are not coming out through publishers. It's kind of a self-publishing thing, right? Yeah, it's self-publishing, and the yeah. idea is to, you know, put them up on on Amazon mm -hmm. as as digital copies. Right. Um, but oh, you know, so they if, don't even if, get they don't even get uh they don't even get physical copies. I think if they want to do physical copies, right. they can. Okay. We have one client that's using a pub that has a publisher, and where you know we'll help them design you know cover art. Okay. As well, if they cool. want that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of what yeah. I used to do, but uh, but uh, I mean, that, uh, it's kind of the same type of company I used to work for, which I don't have a lot of good things to say about it. But that has nothing to do with what you're doing right now, because that was my little. Uh, that's the people I was working with. But um, so you you so tell me just from the so someone comes to you and goes, hey, blank. It would be. You know, I have a podcast like Drinks with Tony. I have a bunch of transcripts. Um, I want to write a book. And we take your concepts, um, kind of, we go through them and everything is um, AI generated, but human edited. So we'll say, you know, here are, you know, 10 different concepts for your book. 
pick one that works for you. And then we we basically use AI as like an, an intern and just kind of say, hey, organize all this, turn this into a, a flow, turn this into a, a book outline. And then you go through it, you take the book outline and you create um, a series of um, questions for people to answer that will lead them to what the book content should be. And we interview them, you know, we'll have like a several hour Zoom interview with them, take that transcript and then try to just take, basically we're taking transcripts and turning them into books for people. Um, and it is a really good, it's a really great way to kind of get to the heart of what people want their books to be about, but they don't even know what they want they're just like i want to write a book and then you right and, when, and that, i get to guide when, them towards that now the people that you're working with um do are they avid readers or are, are they not really readers and they just find the they're like oh my god you know writing a book would be a great idea a lot of them already have so we have a business business consultants mostly um people who uh we have a a therapist and a life coach who has started getting into, you know, speaking and uh, public speaking. And she wants a book, you know, for her public speaking. Um, it's people who have stories and have their, their, their life, but it's like, you know, when people want to write a book and they're just like, I had a bad thing that happened to me, I'm going to turn it into a book. And you're like, no, no, you're not like everybody right, exactly. you had a hard childhood. Right. Yeah, everyone had a hard childhood. Let's yeah. let's you know <laughs> go further. Right. Um, or the other thing in, and, in L.A. is uh, I have an idea for a movie. You want to hear it? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no. That, yeah, no. I, no, don't, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I got too yeah. many in my head. Yeah. Great. Tell me something else you're not going to create. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Because so, creation is hard. Exactly. See, that's the thing, and so. And um, I told you, I actually, I just talked about this um, earlier on the show and it's about, cause I did, uh, I did ghostwriting for two different real estate agents who were all about working 14 hours a day and blah, 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 blah. And I've done this and I've done this. And it was just like, they, they, they inflated their success so great. And I would try to get to the root of what they loved about real estate and they hated what they did all they cared about was the money and they were trying to switch their careers to become these life coaches and self-help speakers so that they can tell people how great it is to become a real estate agent like they used to be it's and i'm just like this is just filled with deceit and lies you guys are killing me um so um why did i bring that up i brought that up because that was my experience so that's why and and that's that was like that's why I'm a little bit like oh, but I want to hear about. I'm not saying oh about your the, what you guys are doing. I'm just saying that that was what was thrown at me. Where I'm just like, and these people never read a book. Like it's they listen to a Tony Robbins audio tape, and we're just like, oh, I think I'm the next Tony Robbins. And it's just like so there's yeah. a lot of delusion. I'll charge involved. forty grand to come to my <laughs> seminar. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's. Uh, but um, so so once you put it through AI, then you have then you're doing the human work, and the, but oh, I brought that up because they're using your voice because you've been a writer for many years, and um, mm -hmm. and so it they they're using something that has been built for decades, and it's and it's an important mm -hmm. piece for them for a book to sound any good is to bring in writers who actually have a voice. Um, the book that I'm working on right now, and I don't know, I don't, I don't know if I can say the names of, of the books. Yeah. Not, don't worry about the books. Um, yeah, don't so worry I'm about not going names. to, but no. yeah, the pot the, based on a podcast by two irreverent, you know, business consultants who are Gen X and they are, I, I love them already. What they want. Yeah, I wanted Gen X. I'm in. Uh, I asked them, you know, what authors do you like? And this is a consulting book. And they were like, Neil Gaiman, you know, and oh. Terry Pratchett. And so I there was you like, go. 
okay, can do like this business book is going to sound is going to be the most good omensy business yeah. book. And then I get to, you know, AI tries to write some jokes, um, but it is often I will use it like as an outline and it will, you know, it loves the the joke it likes right now is that something is as useful as a chocolate teapot and it just can't stop with that. I mean, it's like, I get, I get it. Like that's your, that's your line. And, you know, and then I can kind of just see where it's almost like punch up work. Yeah. Like this AI is a bad comic and I get to go in and now change the metaphor, change the analogy. I wouldn't change that one though. What was it again? I like that. This is... Oh, um, I actually did. I actually did leave that one in once. <laughs> it wants to put it in every paragraph, but as useful as a chocolate teapot. You're as useless. You're as useful as a chocolate teapot. I'm using that one day in conversation. Uh... <laughs> um, yeah. Cool. So I get to inject my own personality. Yeah. And not only your personality, but your voice and how to create how to create the written word. And that's that's I think that's the thing about ghostwriting that I'm trying to I'm trying to wrap around because I've because I've been um ex I'm, I've been exposed to oh Tony you were getting you were not getting paid enough. The, here's the here's the kind of the real ghostwriting world, and I'm like oh okay I'm not going to discount all ghostwriting anymore after the, my experience is over there, I'm open to doing ghostwriting again, as long as it's over here in a different with, with different people and in a different way, not with real estate agents who want self-help books and hate real estate. <laughs> yes. Because at that point, you know, it would be my job as the editor to say, I mean, look, you're, we're going to give you what you want, but at the same time, it's my job to say, I think that your book should really be about how you hate real estate, you know, yeah. and it would be my job to kind of tell them that yes. and that the idea is you are paying us not to just do everything you, you want, but to, to help to guide you in a path that is, you know, going to be that ultimate book. See, uh, that's I think genius. The, yeah. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, it is, you know, there's a difference between, uh, you know, your personal artwork and, um, you know, corporate artwork. And when yeah. you're doing something for someone else, you kind of have, you know, you have to give them what they want. Yeah, you know, I think about sometimes, um, oh my God, that Ayn Rand character, the oh uh, the architect that's like, I don't want to build your building. So like he goes and works in a quarry. Have you ever read that ridiculous book that's just like I, it's like um it's is it Atlas Shrugged? I don't know. Is it Atlas but Shrugged? Yeah, he's like yeah, maybe yeah. I don't know. I try to I tried to forget, but yeah, he like refuses to build the skyscrapers that he's hired to build. So he goes and works in a quarry, and it's just like you know there might be a middle ground here. You don't have. You, to but at the same time, I listen to that and I'm like, oh man, I've had those thought processes, and I've probably done that myself it's you know it's almost a, a self-sabotaging yeah. thing but of self-righteousness which i'm trying to grapple with it's it's a thing it's a thing ego is yeah ego is a thing and um honestly right now like some of the books i'm working on especially um this one in particular where this woman has this really difficult story her husband of 30 years gets a brain tumor and um she is now um and she's a therapist and she's doing self-help stuff but i get to kind of focus on you know pulling myself out of the out of the mire and like i'm writing about some interesting um very inspiring things and I mean, it really, it totally depends on what you're working on. If I was working on a book about, you know, real estate, like coffee is for closers, I think I would be really depressed. Yeah. So I'm lucky <laughs> that we have some really good clients right now. And I get to actually be inspired by their, their life and their work and then kind of put my own spin on it as well. And just kind of hope that, because I have my own ideas about life and philosophy and I'm like, oh, I'll just, I'll just add this in here. 
Like, oh, subliminal like messages. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's just let's just see what they think about this, you know, Buddhist ideology. Like this is letting go is always the right thing to do. I'll just leave this here and see if they, you know, and for the most part, they've been grateful and like, we love it. Thank you. You know, no one has said this isn't my voice or I disagree with this. This that is so great. And I'm I'm so glad that I talked to you because it's a great counterpoint to the um the sad whininess I had earlier in the show. I see. Okay. Yeah. Did you have have you interviewed other ghostwriters that are no, I like, just well th- this idea came up to me about um like an hour and a half ago when I got in touch with some of my friends that I know are ghostwriters and they're like, dude, can we do it at five? And I'm like, no, I got plans at five. <laughs> so, yeah. so it's just the, the, the you know um this is sometimes you just go, oh, this is a, it's, it's, you know, this is a hair up my ass that I need to uh, do. And I think I can only do it within the next two hours for it to still be exciting. And then I can put it away. So that's, that's uh, what we did. And I'm so glad you contacted me. Kyria, thanks for being on the show. Oh, thanks so much. So we had, we didn't, uh, and what we have now will we'll never be that way again. Uh, so we call upon the offer to explain. Now mix them a toy, kids straddle the streets. We've shunned them from the greasy grind. The poor little things, they look so sad and old uh, as they mount us from behind. Uh, I ask them to desist and to refrain. Uh, and then we call upon the author to explain Well, well, Rosary clutched in his hand He died with tubes up his nose And a cabal of angels with, with finger symbols Chanted his name in code We shook our fists at the punishing rain And we call upon the author to explain Everything is messed up round here Everything is banal and jejune It's a planetary conspiracy Against the likes of you and me In this idiot constituency of the moon Well he knew exactly who to blame And we call upon the author to explain Yo, Prolex, Prolex Nothing a pair of scissors can fix Hey, Doug, how you been? Well, they bring 
brings me a book on Holocaust poetry complete with pictures and then he tells me to get ready for the rain and we call upon the author to explain Listening to Pirate Cat Radio, KPCRLP, 92.9 FM, Los Gatos and beyond. Thank you. 
Thank <laughs> you. 